Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Bitch Work Podcast. I am so excited to be here with one of my great, great friends, Balam Tazel. Hey, Balam, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So Balam and I lived together over the summer. We have been friends in New York for years, and she's just one of my favorite people, and I'm so excited she's here today. She recently launched her first ever clothing brand company on her own. It's called Noose. It's like a loungewear, super cute um, clothing company. So why don't you like tell us exactly what that is in your words? Um, so in French, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and she was like, just say it as it is in French. So it's like new, which means, um, like naked in French. Um, and I picked that name because it's like, if you like, it's so comfortable that you're going to feel naked or that was my thought process. But yeah, so it's, we're trying to have like 75% sustainable clothing and help the environment and the people and give them what they want and a cheaper like price point. <laughs> yeah, it's loungewear like kind of streetwear. Um like sweats, sweatpants, um like sets, t shirts, crop tops. I actually added some mugs and like um little handbags too, but like it's just very sporty a shake, I would say. Cute. So I placed an order, um, but it got sent to my house in Philadelphia and I'm not currently in Philadelphia. So it'll be waiting for me when I arrive home and I can't wait to wear it everywhere. I'm excited. Hopefully you like it, but you'll let them know and me know if you do. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sure I will like it. Not even one doubt in my mind. Okay. So we're definitely going to talk more about Noose later and get into like how Balam started the brand, why she started the brand. I've never had someone on the podcast before who has like started their own clothing company. So I'm really interested to get into like the nitty gritty of that. Also, I lived with Balam when she was like first like creating like the building blocks of the company. And I saw you so stressed out about some things and like not knowing how to do some things and learning that as you went, which was super interesting. So I'm really excited to talk to you more about that. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited to tell you. Right, just like so many aspects of starting a business that like you wouldn't even think of that aren't like the glamorous fun side. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of it. I mean, you saw me cry a lot of times, so and I don't cry True. that much. So <laughs> Good. Well, I'm hoping you don't cry anymore because you I should only so. be crying like tears of joy because it's such a fabulous company and brand. Thank you. I hope so. You're welcome. Okay, but before we get into that, I want Balam to sort of talk to us about how she got to where she is, why she decided to start this company, and how she got here. Because Balam's actually from Turkey. She grew up in Turkey, and she went to school in the States. So I want to talk a little bit about that, talk about what you studied, and why you decided to go to school here. Okay, so... I went to, I was lucky enough to go to a high school that was um, like a private high school. So I learned English uh, really well. And before then too, like I all went to like good schools because my parents wanted me to learn English. So even when I was little, like people tell us, they're like, we met you when you were seven. And you said, the first thing you said was like, I'm going to go to the States for college. And I don't know why that is, but... My uncle used to live in the States, so we visited a lot. And I think in my mind, it was just like, you go, you shop, you travel, you eat, and you come back type of thing. So I was just like, I want to do that. So I just studied a lot. And at first, my parents were like, it's going to be a hard 
time for us because you're literally 17 and you want to go away and it's so far away. But after they saw me like study and work my ass off, basically, like we support you, obviously, Um, you deserve it. So I did that and got into Northwestern. The only reason I got into Northwestern is because my college counselor laughed at my face when I said I want to apply to Northwestern. And I was like, I'm going to apply and not go (laughs) because I didn't want to be in Uh, right you just had to prove that you had to get get in I was like I can get in like I'm I'm not gonna go but I'm getting in and I got in and I didn't want to go but my dad wanted me to go so we um toured it and then I really liked their journalism um like the journalism school which and I got into that school so I was like I should do this like I can see myself so I just went to Medill. And I did like journalism and marketing. Uh, I actually did journalism and art theory and practice double major and got like a marketing certificate. And then I graduated and found a job. Um, I don't know if you yeah. can talk about it now, but. Yeah. So let's, I want to talk about your first internship, which um, I think you told me was for Vogue yeah. in Turkey, right? Yeah, I got that through a family friend because she knew how much I wanted to do like work for Vogue or like have that experience. So I did that and it kind of helped me realize that I really want to go into the, and have this major. Um, so it, and it was really nice because I worked my ass off like for a couple months for, because the, um, um, the lady, the editor that I was working with, she had no help. So I was the only person who could help her. So I was doing everything. She was, she taught me a lot. Like she taught me about all the magazines, like how they work and print magazine, how that works. So that was a really great experience. But I, that was probably the last time I got anything through a, someone I know, <laughs> like when it comes to internship. Yeah. I think that it's so interesting. I think it's so interesting to um, kind of like have both sides of like getting an internship through a connection and also getting an internship through your own networking and your own like just the tools that you are given Mm -hmm. through the internet or through college or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both are totally valid ways of getting an internship. It's just really interesting to have both and to like experience both. Yeah. so when you were at Vogue, I just want to touch on this a little bit. Like, what were your responsibilities? What did you do? I feel like interning at Vogue is like any girl's dream, especially if they're interested in fashion. So mm-hmm. like, what are your takeaways from that? So I went into Vogue thinking I wanted to work with the fashion department, like fashion editorial team, um, because as you said, that's everyone's dream. So that was my thing. Like they would ask everyone and I was just like, I want to do fashion. That's my only one that I want to do. And the beauty editor grabbed me and she was like, you can do fashion and learn nothing. You will fetch coffees for the team for three months. And she was like, if you work with me, she was like, I have no one who's helping me. So if you get in my team, I promise to teach you everything you want. And I'll give you your own um, like piece. So I and then I was like, 
Yeah, she was like, I will literally teach you everything about a publishing a magazine, like what you have to do and all that. And like, I promise you, you will get a lot from it. And I was like, okay, so I switched. Like other people did not. She did not even talk to other people. I don't know how she picked me. I don't know how that works, but... She, the other people for three months literally fetch coffee for the editors. And I did so much that they put my name on the cover for one of them or like with that. She was like, wow. never do that, but we will put your name on it. I still have it and I will have it until I die. Oh my God. But I learned so much. So I am glad it's, I think it's important going into this to have an open mindset. And like, if you get it, um, like if it changes your plans along the way, you need to be okay with going with it, which a lot of us are not sometimes. So I yeah. just have to remind myself that like sometimes some th- things happen for a reason. And like that day, if she w- didn't grab me on the side, I would have learned nothing and maybe didn't uh, continue my journalism major. Right. Yeah. That's such a like vital experience. Yeah. That's so amazing that you had that because yeah, a lot of people do go through internships doing just the bitch work yeah. and getting people coffee and all that stuff. And like to have someone who's willing to take a chance on you is so incredibly great, especially for your first internship. And this does just go to show that sometimes the path that everyone follows or the path that you think is the coolest or the path that seems the most Instagrammable and like cool on social media might not actually be the path that like gets you to where you want to be. Yes, exactly. I agree. That took me a while to learn, but I'm glad I learned that. It's hard to not compare yourself with other people when going through this stuff. Um, But I think it's important to remember not to. Yeah. Okay. So Vogue led you to feel really confident in your major with journalism Mm -hmm. and you really wanted to pursue that. So tell us about your next internship and what you did when you were in college. So I worked for, my second one was for a PR, KCD, PR agency, fashion PR. And it's one of the biggest ones uh, like worldwide um, because they plan every, like all the fashion events, um, for example, their clients are really big clients from like Beaumont to whoever you can think of, like, honestly. <laughs> um, so they just like dress for if there's a photo shoot for a magazine, you'll the magazines will ask for the outfits from these PR agencies. So we would mm, just like cool. do that or if fashion weeks. I've been to like New York fashion week, maybe two, two or three times because they kept reaching out to me after my internship to come and work them. So we would like plan and do all the production of them, um, which was a big deal. But I got that internship by emailing the CEO and founder 55. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. What did you say? A better story, but I literally, I, he came in, um, to our school to Northwestern for a uh, talk because he graduated from Northwestern. So, and I missed it because I was home. So I got really upset by it, that I missed it because that was like one of the only events that I was actually curious about. So I emailed the school to Mm. get his information. So I got his email um, and then, so I harassed the school a little bit to get the information. <laughs> then after <laughs> I got the information, I started emailing him and I was like, hi, like, I just want to get an interview. Like, I saw that you guys have an opening. I missed 
your chat with the, at the school, I would love to talk or like, I would love to get in touch. So I emailed that man, like probably 16 <laughs> times because I can't counted it. So I know. <laughs> So every single day I would wake up. <laughs> I like might have emailed him like 16, 700 times. Like I know the yeah. exact number, like because I count it. I count it. I emailed <gasps> 16 times the same email, literally the same email. And I wouldn't even reply back to mine. I would just send another one. So he probably had. Oh my God. Me. So at the end, he emailed me back after the 61 being like, I don't hire people. You can contact this person. They're on. They're in like Beijing or where? Where was the Victoria's Secret show? At some point, I don't remember. Like Shanghai. Shanghai. So they're in Shanghai right now for the Victoria's Secret show. But email them in two weeks. I was like, okay. So I put a reminder on my phone for two weeks. So I started emailing her oh and seeing him because I was like, she. <gasps> So I literally emailed them again, maybe 16 times. No one answered me. So again, it was just like 15 or 16 times in pre- like just 15 times. Wait, 15 times. So after that, they were like, we can give you um an interview. And then I was like, okay. Then they stopped answering. I was like, when? So I saw again 15 times. So in total, I have like emailed them something between like 45 to 50 times, I think. And after that, I, oh, I went my God. on the interview. The lady did not even ask me that many things. Like she asked, obviously, if I had like where I go for school, like all that important things. But she was like, honestly, <laughs> we know you want the job. <laughs> so like she was like, you email. Oh, my God. Anyone email this much? You, We know you want the job and we know you're going to do a good job because you are a pain in the ass. Like she literally was like, when you want something, it's. Oh, my God. She was like, you'll be an asset. Like PR, fashion PR, people are so mean. If you can handle like emailing us this much, you can handle this job. I was like, perfect. And I worked there for like. That is so funny. Four months. All my summer. I left school early to work for them because they were like, we only accept four month um, internships. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I left school early. And um, I get there and everybody's like, we're doing one month. Like, why are you doing four months? So I was there for the longest time, but they left. But I was there for the whole season. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many things about what you said that I want to touch on. You emailing them 50 times because that would not be my number one recommendation for people to do. But like, I do think that it's interesting and like so funny that because you did that, like they saw the passion inside of you. And like, if that is something that I guess you're called to do when you're applying to your internships, and like that's what your gut's telling you to do, then like, sure, email them 50 times. Worst thing they can say is no. Exactly. I don't know why I did it. Like to the, today, when I think back at it, I'm like, like, what was I thinking? But at that time, I was like, I am getting this internship. And the yeah. guy, after I like went to another one of his like, he visited our school again. So I went to it and he was like, if you just tell me one time, like you want to work for us, I don't believe you. But like, he was like, there was this girl one time, he emailed us. 50. I was like, 
me. <laughs> that was me. So like they want he said that in the yes, in the talk. Because, and I oh my think God. fashion, fashion, they see so many people who, who are like, I want to be a fashion designer. I want to do this. I want to do this. But then they come to work and then they're like, this is too much. So I yeah. think me, seeing yeah. me like beg him for a job and to answer, he was probably like, okay, like this girl needs some, like needs a job here. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And then to actually get the job and show up and do the work and have it and do it with a smile on your face and not complain about the work that you're given just validates like how much you really did want the job. Yeah, because I don't think if I acted like I was better than the job and did not do it well, or I was rude to people like all that stuff, I don't think he would be talking about me in that way. I think that would be a really different dialogue. (laughs) Right. Okay. So yeah, that was an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was great. Um, Now I want to talk about your work at Pop Sugar and then how you transitioned into Noose. So Balam, when I met Balam, she was working at Pop Sugar. That's actually how we met through our friend Jesse, who actually has an episode of Bitch Work. It's one of the first ones I ever did. So if you want to listen to that, it's probably all the way down at the bottom of your list. Um, but Jesse introduced us because Balam and her worked together at Pop Sugar. So I'd love to hear about what you did there and then how working there led you to start your own company. Mm-hmm. So I um, interned for them after. No, in term after oh during I think it was your senior year during college yeah, Summer? senior year no during senior year actually because we have at school um this like you have to take one class in one semester where it means that you are going to be traveling to a job location and working so we have like real work experience so I picked Pop Sugar because it was all online um because I wanted to do that because I thought I I believed that like print is not going to die but it's online is where it's at um so right like digital is is where it's at it's everything's turning digital exactly so I also my mentor there um Nancy she's not there anymore but so she went to Northwestern too so she was like kind of took me under her wings and it taught me a lot and I was lucky in that sense again, but I, again, like showed up for work and I just like went into it being like, because I've never worked in woke Turkey. It was in Turkish, like, and it was print. So I've never done like, um, online or digital before. So I went into it being like, give me everything you want to give me, like I'll do it. So I pitched like, stories wrote them um like a lot of stories every week I would maybe every day like I would try to write one or two um and then Mm -hmm. interviewed celebrities like that was obviously a later point in my internship right but I think I just like proved myself because I showed up every day um like hungry for more and um yeah so basically this was an editorial it's supposed to be an editorial internship but I wanted to also do Instagram so that's how I met Jess because she was um, like, she handled all the brand uh, brands, Instagram pages. So she trusted me and taught me some things of how things work and like the rules, um, because the rules are different when you work for a company when it comes to Instagram. So she was just yeah. like, she th- trusted me too. 
So if she didn't trust me and she was one of those people who were like, I'm going to do everything and um, then it wouldn't right. work out the same way it did because she taught me so much. Um, but then I started writing, like going to events, interviewing people, also um, helping her. Like I was kind of like her um, right hand for Instagram. So I just learned everything about Instagram. I would just create content for Instagram, like join brainstorms, all that, which was really fun. And like now that I'm talking about it, I get excited <laughs> because um, I like miss it. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was it was nice to also be able to like make a friend and like just share that experience with her. Um, but I did like my days totally. were really busy, but I enjoyed it. I am like that in that sense where I need a busy day and like a day that's not like today and tomorrow should be a little different in my opinion. So that gave Yeah, definitely. You can't do the same thing every exactly. single day. So that gave me that and I learned a lot from it. So after that, um I went I was like back at school and I was obviously like heartbroken. Like I was like, why am I back at school? Like I started working in my mind. That was like, Oh work. Like, this is so interesting. This is kind of fun. Like, why am I still back at school? I'm doing these classes when I already did that in real life. Kind of. I think that what you said about Jess and having someone like entrust you with those responsibilities and allow you to learn and grow is so important. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's not something we can really control, obviously. Like as interns, we can't make sure that someone gives us the responsibilities that we want and takes a chance on us. But I do think that like there are some things you can do to put yourself in a position to maybe have someone like that, like reaching out to people that are outside of your department, if that's something you can do and you ran it by your manager, um, setting up coffee dates with people. And again, just like going into the internship with like that understanding of like, you don't want to be a know-it-all intern, but you also want to be eager to learn. And like, there is a fine line in the internship world of like being that perfect combination of like confident but also like humble exactly and I think there are some things that you can do to get that help from someone else um I think it depends on like your work ethic and if you're actually positive and you're like obviously no one can be positive every day but like if you're willing to learn and if you make a mistake own up to it if you have questions, ask the question. Like, obviously, don't ask a stupid question. Like, make your research first. But, like, if there's something that you don't know or no one talk, talk, like, talk to you about, then you should ask a question before you make a mistake. And, like, I think that's yeah. the way you, like, handle your work and still are nice to people, like, all that stuff. Like, then people want to help you. Obviously, there are some people who would still not want to help you, but like you're not there to get like steal their jobs. You're literally an intern like so you just want to learn. So once like you make the effort, then they'll see that and appreciate that. Or that was my experience in most of my like all my internships, actually. Yeah, I think that's amazing advice and something that if you're going into an internship or you've had an internship and you want another one, all really important things to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now let's talk about Noose and get into that and why you decided to start the brand and like kind of like 
the fundamentals to like starting a company? Like how do you like even start a clothing brand? It's so, (laughs) okay. So what inspired me for it was, it was obviously during COVID. So I was working for Pop Sugar after school. Um, But it was, I was working for there for like 10 or 11 months. And then my contract ended and um, I wanted to do something different and also they didn't have the um means to like keep my contract going because it just COVID hit and all that and also with my visa situation we didn't know what was going to happen so um it was COVID times and I was wearing sweatpants and you know me like I I love sweatpants I love my comfy clothes yeah. Um, but I love like them to look good too. <laughs> um, right. And so, and I realized that everyone was wearing obviously sweatpants, like people that wouldn't even wear sweatpants were wearing sweatpants outside, inside, not that we could go outside that much, but the pricing of the sweatpants was frustrating to me. It's crazy. Because if I wanted to ever get a nice sweat pair, it would be like, obviously I'm not going to name like brands, but like, for a sweatshirt. And I was like, I like, why do I have to pay this much to look cute? Like, I was just like, this is sweatpants. Like this shouldn't be $250 for one. And like, if you want to get a set, it's totally $150. And I'm like, okay, great. I can't do that. So and I was, it's insane. I was thinking about it too. And I was like, they're not even sustainable. Like they're not even organic cotton. Like they're not even like, there's nothing for these brands to be that expensive. Like there's no reason. So I was talking um, to like my family about it and they were like, well, this can be a project. Like if you want to start something like this could be cool because I've always loved fashion and I was always like wanted to do something with it. I just never knew what or when and kind of with the college and everything, like it just kind of was like at the back of my head. And like, I didn't really consider it because I had a job, like everything. And after that, I was just sitting home and I was like, why not? Like I can maybe just go into it. Um, so that's how the idea was born. So I started like, but I have no understanding. I had no understanding of how to start your own business or like brand, like, how could I know? So I would say that like, it's so demanding and like hard for me. Like, I mean, it's still hard for me at some points. Um, but I was also at first it was hard because I was like used to a structure at work. Like at work, I had, like at school, I had a structure. Not that I love, like, oh, my everyday is planned. I'm not that person. But having a structure, having a hierarchy and like learning from other people, that's a good Yeah, like it's hard to self-motivate. Oh, exactly. Like it's start, like when you do this, like it's really hard to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I'm motivated to do this today. Also, it's not always fun. Like it's not, I love the designing part of it, like the creative part of it, Instagram website, like the uh, products that I design, love it. Not stressed at all. 
when it comes yeah. to business side of it or like the other things, like sometimes like the budgeting, finance, like all that, I don't know how to book. Like I just had no idea. So I had to learn these or like do most of the times at the beginning also, it was just boring work in my head. Now, right. For some people, that's their work. For me, it was so frustrating because also it's not like I can leave my apart like house. So it's not like I have like a social place where I go and like work and then I come. Right. There was like no outlet. Exactly. No outlet. And it's just like, I think it's hard because you always feel like you have to do more. And that becomes really heavy. <laughs> like it, it was really hard for me because I was, as I said, like I was good at my internships. I was good at school. I was good at my job. So this one, I felt like I was failing all the time which is not a good mm. feeling. <laughs> like if you don't finish one thing on time, like I felt like I was like, oh, I'm I'm failing. Not that like right. I'm just a part of myself. Um, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, so but after that, like there are some things where, let me think about it. Like, oh, deciding the name. Yeah, like what? Oh yeah, deciding the name. Like, Tell us about that. Deciding the name. I just was, we had another name option before and I was just like, thinking about it then you have to find like there I spent days looking at like domains and trademarks and all that stuff like it's not as fun when you think about it or like website name like all that stuff all those details picking a like a website to have your like build your website on or like all that like Shopify learning how to do that right. um so and then we changed the name just because I thought about it but it's like even thinking about the name, which is creative, it's like so tiring when you're thinking about that all the time. Right. And, and it's like so permanent. Exactly. Like you can't do also you like I talk to now lawyers all the time for my visa and for this brand. I am like, like, or I just like don't understand. Like there are some things that like, obviously, I don't have the education, like or the background for it. So I Google I am Google's best friend, like, I always Google everything first and like try to learn. And then with the lawyer, like he'll say something being like, well, you can't do this. You can't use this design if you're trying to trademark that. And I'm like, why? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, he'll explain it to me for hours and we're just like okay now it makes sense but they spent four <laughs> hours on like one talk about a trademark so there are a lot of details that people don't right, see right and it gets frustrating because everything is money so like you have yeah. to spend money to make money <laughs> spending money part really yeah. hurts when you don't know if you're gonna make money. stressful exactly yeah. Oh. Okay. So if there's someone out there listening who wants to start their own clothing brand or, you know, sell merchandise, mm -hmm. like they want to create something and sell it like you're doing, what's like the first thing you would recommend that they do to like start their business? I think like, like granted, they already have their product, like what they want to sell. Okay, so I think it's really important. First of all, I think it's really important that you know that you 100% want to start this and there's a demand for it. Because mm -hmm. this is really extremely demanding 
and a hard process. Like it's really, as I said before, like I'm not a person who cries that much. I went through a visa process. I did not cry that much that I cried through this. Like I literally would just break down and I don't know what a breakdown feels. So I would just be crying and be like, this is nice. Like it was like, but you saw me, like I just, it was hard and it doesn't get easier. Like even today, like we, we launched and all that. And everybody's like, it's so nice. And I'm like, thank you. I am so stressed. Like I, it just doesn't get easier because it's yours. So you can't just leave it and go home because it's all all I'm thinking about. Right. Right. It sits with you all the time. My list to do's are like always long. My to-do list never goes away. Like, so it gets stressful, but I would say that like, if you're thinking of doing it, like I would do a business plan and which sounds horrible. I don't know who I am for saying that because I've never done a business plan before, but, and I hated doing one, but you need to have a business plan. And the most important part of that business plan is, and the plan will change a lot, which is so stressful to me, but, and it will be to, to mm. an unknown, which I hate. But um, the business plan, the most important part of it, I would say, some like have something niche. Like your design should be um, speaking to someone. Like if you're in a room with 10 people, it's going right. to speak to one person. Yeah. Start small and try to. Yeah, like, that's such a good way to think about it. Like you just need to have one person who's in 10 people room and to be like, I would definitely wear that. And if that you can do that, yeah, yeah, then you should you should definitely go for it and like don't think that much then <laughs> like that's what it is too like don't overthink and like stop doing it like take yourself away from doing it because if you really want it I think it's a good thing to do it and if you fail you fail uh, but at least you tried if you're gonna regret not right. doing it in the future I would say do it but have something that you know at least one person in one room will say yes I wear that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's great advice. So, in terms of more like tactile things, like what was the hardest thing for you to accomplish and like the most fun thing for you to accomplish? Like was it like finding the the money or like finding a manufacturer to create your products for you because I know you're not sitting in your room sewing the shirts no. yourself. Yes. And then, like, what part was, like, the most fun for you? The most fun is website desi- design, I would say. I loved designing that website. Or, like, the product designs. Like, I just like working on the designs. Um, So, that like, the creative side of it, Instagram, like, I love. That one I can do for ages. But, like, my job before was like that, too. It was more creative. I love that so much. Um, But... The hardest part is, is like, I would say the money, like finding the money and like finding someone, like either finding someone that trusts you or like um, wants you to do this so they can support you um, or just being, I think the hardest part is like being okay with losing that money if you fail. Right. Oh my God. That's so hard. Yeah, And like, I, yeah. Um, so I think that's really hard also like finding a manufacturer because we worked with a company, um, to do designs, like to help with the designs. Like I, we literally had however many meetings, like way too many probably, but I am Mm -hmm. also very like a, 
then I would say like, I'm a very perfectionist, like I am a perfectionist. And I just, yeah. if I'm putting my name in some something, I want it to be perfect. But yeah. um, after months and months of working with them, like the, the thing that we came up with was like, is like perfect. But I, for now, I'm not um, manufacturing a lot of it. Like that's not on our website yet. Because it's not, mm. um, it's too, like, it's not what I imagine what it's to be. And so I felt like right. a lot of time doing that, even though we did all the research, we did everything, like we did everything in our minds, like, right. And from our research, but still at the end, like I didn't get the, um, the result that I wanted to get. So I'm waiting on that, but I found another way to like put my designs out there. So like, I think it's important to be again, like open with change because if you're not open to things changing a lot, things literally change every single day. So if you're not open with that, like my packaging, for example, like I want, I have such great packaging here, but I couldn't use it because the new company that I started working with, they won't let you use theirs yet. I mean, they just want you to use theirs first. So for the second round, I want to send everything to me and like handle that because I have such good ideas. But like for the first Mm. round, I couldn't do that. So like that frustrates me because in my mind, it's not perfect. But if you want to start somewhere, you have to start. And it was really hard for me to like learn. Right. Like my family kept being like, everything is ready. You have to do it. I was like, no, it's not ready because it's not ready in my mind. But they were like, you have to just go for it. Then fix what you want to fix. But you can't keep spending, like wasting, pushing it. So you need to like be okay with it and like not scare yourself off because I know I scared myself off a couple of months during this process. Like, oh my God. Yes. I think that's such good advice. Like, I would be the same exact way, like wanting every single thing to be perfect before I launch and like just and and keep delaying it and delaying it and delaying it until it was, but it's never going to be perfect. Or at least not when you first start, like you need customer feedback. You need to see how the process works in order to make the changes to make it more successful in the future and more cohesive. So like if you are out there starting a company, starting a clothing line, like go for it. Like, I think that's great advice. Just like, be okay that it's not going to be perfect yeah. when you first start. Yeah. Like my, now the package you're getting, the packaging I hate, but the second <laughs> one you're getting, hopefully it'll be my packaging. Like that's it. Yeah. There's nothing you can, you just need to go for it and then fix it from there because you can't have it all. Also, there are a lot of, you need to be okay with like, you need to listen to other people. What I learned from this experience too, because I don't know it all. So I really don't. So I had to like rely on others people's experiences a lot through this experience. But that was okay. Because I did I still did my research. Mm. It wasn't me blindly going for something. But it's okay to take advice from other people and listen to other people because they've either been there and failed, or been there and did a great job. And there's a reason for that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question before we wrap up, okay. like wh- what are your goals for Noose in the future? Like, like what, where do you want your brand to be in the, uh, in the next year, two years, three years? I want us to obviously get bigger. Like I want people to be wearing it and enjoying it. I don't want to, obviously everyone says I, I want to get bigger, but 
I do want to go global. Like I want it to be get bigger. I want it to be a hundred percent sustainable. Hopefully that's a little hard for us mm. just starting out. So I'm trying to like our, we are 75% sustainable, which is still a good um, deal because our prices are not high, like for a sustainable company, but I want to keep the prices, make it hundred percent sustainable and just sell more like I want people to be actually wearing it and people to actually know about this brand like when someone says news like they I want them to be oh yeah I love that like I love that brand so yeah. hopefully yeah that happens like I want people also like I got so many texts from people being like this certain design spoke to me so I want that to keep going and like I think that matters. Like if you can look look at something and be like, I don't feel alone because that someone feels like that to put that on the shirt, then like that matters yeah. to me. So hopefully we can keep doing that and like grow bigger and like hopefully we can also help some charities because I have some plans to like partner with them. So hopefully we can help some other people as well. Oh my God. That would be, that's so amazing. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you. Cause I just feel like I've seen you start this from the very beginning and just to see it launch and like see your website and to order a design and to have a shirt come to my house. It's just, it's such, it's really full circle for me to know, see. You did so, everything. You were there when I was yeah. on the floor crying. <laughs> so I cannot imagine just like how proud and and happy, but also scared you must be. But I want you to know, coming from me, that I'm very proud Thank of you. you. And I think you've really accomplished something special. Thank you. I'm like going to cry, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that's it for our episode. Um, thank you so much. For <laughs> Yay. I'm so happy you did this. And I hope that you all check out Noose. It's a really, really, really cute brand with lots of amazing items. I placed an order and I cannot wait to get my shirt. So if you're looking for some cute loungewear and just some fun things to wear, um, honestly, in the pandemic or not in the pandemic, then definitely check it out. Um, Balam, where can they find the brand? Where can they find you? Um, you can on Instagram. My Instagram is Balam, B-A-L-A-M-T-E-Z-E-L. And Noose is We Are Noose. So you can just find me or the brand and the website is www.wearenews.com. So you can just find us. Amazing. But yeah. Thank you so much. I Amazing. Yeah. Of course. I love I you. Love and thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.